What's up, man? How how you doing today? Good, Darren. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, uh, this is um, I'm interested because uh, in in chatting with you because you have a very interesting career and you, like you have two careers kind of that kind of intersected and and then um, but we'll we'll get into that. So um, I mean, first, well, where where are you where are you based? I'm based in Los Angeles. Oh, you are in LA. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't, I, I haven't been able to make my way out there in a while. It's, I mean, COVID has kind of locked a lot of the, yeah, you know, things that we can do. And and uh, I haven't been out there in a while. But um, I, I think what I wanted to start off with is you're you're a former hockey player. Yes, that is okay. That's interesting. <laughs> where is where? So so. As a hockey player, did you grow up on the West Coast? Um, well, actually, I was born in Massachusetts. Oh. And then, uh, yeah, I, I moved from Mass out to Arizona. And um, it's funny, Arizona was actually where I got into uh, competitive hockey, which you wouldn't, uh, you wouldn't guess. Arizona. Um, <laughs> yeah. Of all the places in the world, that would be not I the know. place that I was like, Canada? No? No? <laughs> yeah, Arizona. Yeah, I actually uh, I lived I lived in Massachusetts for a little bit when I was a kid out in Waltham. So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, so you so you got into competitive hockey. So as a mm-hmm. take me back, like as a teenager, where you was sports where you were planning on going? Like, is that something that you were, were you heavy in the sports? Like, um, you know, actually, I. Uh... My first love was actually filmmaking um, oh, wow. and acting. Um, yeah, I um, I started acting when I was seven years old. Um, wow. My yeah yeah my uh, my older cousin, um, I think he's he's almost ten years older than me. But um, when he was in high school, he was in drama and he was uh, making um, films and stuff with his friends for fun. And when we would go together. Um, you know, for family reunions and um, holidays and stuff, uh, he would gather the cousins and the friends and he'd make a movie with all of us. Oh. And uh, sometimes we'd recreate Hollywood films in our own vision as kids <laughs> or we'd, you know, uh, write and create our own original stories. And uh, yeah, so that's how we got into it. So did you study? So um, like you said, your first time was seven years old. Were you um, in acting school or were you taking any classes at all? Or was it kind of like just the, the family, like the family and friends kind of thing first and then kind of moved into it later? Um, yeah, I uh, I started just, he, he kind of was just like, you're going to be in my movies. <laughs> and um <laughs> like, like super eight i guess or something like that. <laughs> yes i was like okay I'll, I'll, I'll try he convinced me he was like you know because i always had a big imagination so i was always you know playing pretend and playing with my toys and whatever as a seven-year-old mm. and um he's like well this is the same thing this will be playing pretend you'll be playing a character but we'll just be filming it right. and you'll have to follow the story and i was like oh Okay, well, if you put it that way, yeah, kid, I'll be in your movie. This kid sounded like he had a career in politics. He he knew how to <laughs> how to get the people into the into the. Uh, he should have been. I mean, he should be a producer. I mean, per- perfect. Um, 
What? Yeah. So, um, so, so then to answer that question, um, yeah, I, I, I hadn't gone into any classes or, or, um, hmm. uh, studies. I, I was just kind of thrown into it and, uh, yeah, just, just really liked it. So was there kind of like, uh, so when did you get into hockey? Hockey? Um, I was, uh, taught to skate at uh, about four and a half, uh, by my dad who played in the minor leagues in uh, Massachusetts. Oh, wow. And, um, I didn't like it. I, uh, I learned to skate and I, I was doing youth hockey, but I just, I didn't enjoy it. So, um, I tried pretty much every other sport. Um, oh, really? and, uh, it wasn't until my dad got relocated out to Arizona for work. Um, I started watching the, uh, then Phoenix coyotes after they moved there from Winnipeg and, um, they were like eight minutes away. Their practice rink was about eight minutes from our house in Arizona. So my dad and I would go watch them practice. And then I was like, you know what, this is really cool. And, um, I want to try being a goalie this time. So a goal. Um, Whoa. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, so, yeah, I have to say, so, um, so when I was in college, so I played, four different sports. I played basketball, football, oh, wow. ran track and baseball. And, um, wow. and hockey was not on my radar at all. You know, a good friend of mine, mm -hmm. um, was like, Oh, it's great. You gotta come see it. So he, he would take me to devil's games during the holiday breaks oh, of yeah. college. Yeah. And that mm -hmm. was when I learned how much of true, like, I gotta believe that being a hockey player, to me, it feels mm -hmm. like they're the best athletes on the planet. And the reason why I say that is because that puck is just this small, man, and it's flying around at like 100 miles an hour. People are yeah. trying to basically molest you on the ice, and you're mm -hmm. expected to, you know, and they're, and they're moving at such speeds. I'm like, the coordination is unreal. Yeah. Yeah, I, it, I, it's insane. It really give is. You a lot of credit. Um, I give you a lot of credit for playing that. Well, thank you. But I mean, you know, the other sports. I mean, they they all have their, you know, um, their difficulties. Like, I mean, baseball. I, I never really got into baseball and basketball. Mm -hmm. I, I played t-ball as a kid, but I never got into competitive baseball. Mm -hmm. But I remember uh, when I was playing pro hockey, one of my friends uh, was pitching for the Phillies. And, um, and he was like, you know, let's, let's trade one day you put on, you know, you go in the bat, you know, the batter's box and I'll throw some pitches at you you try to hit them. And then another day I'll put on your goalie gear and I'll huh. go in the net and I'll try to stop pucks. I'm like, <laughs> okay. And, uh, I just remember like facing a, a major league pitchers yeah. stuff is like i i can't even explain how terrifying it is yeah it's <laughs> it's insane especially if they um if they have off-speed pitches or if they've thrown a, a high 90 like mm -hmm. my father played professional baseball and the best he ever explained to me was he's like when the ball comes out the glove there's maybe about a second that looks like a golf ball and then before mm -hmm. you know it it's behind you. 
It's a, he's like yeah. it's the scariest thing that'll ever happen to you if if a pitcher ever throws at you. <laughs> oh, it, it, it's so true. Um, and you know this this pitcher he um, he threw he threw a changeup, a fastball, and mm. slider. And I remember when I faced his slider, it looked like he was going to throw it in the stands, and then it there it is in the glove. Yeah, yeah. It's like one place when you go to try to hit it, and by the time you swing, it's 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 down here somewhere. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's insane. Insane. That you know, it's it's one of the reasons why. Like baseball is, you know, um, it never was like my favorite sport to play, but um, mm -hmm. but I got begged. I got begged by the coach to to try out for the team because he saw me on the football field and 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 so oh, here yeah so i was like he's like so you can either he's like well you can either play for us or i can tell the the your your coach your football coach that you were playing intramural basketball last year because that's up to you because <laughs> i'm pretty sure you're not supposed to be doing that so it's pretty i'm like that's blackmail he's like yeah pretty much <laughs> so yeah um when so when did you started when did you start down the road as a you know to become more of a serious actor like when did what was your first entry point to that sure uh well i started um in in college i started studying uh, i got into theater and film and acting in, in college and uh that's when I was just, I really started thinking about it. Like, you know, this is really kind of like rekindling my passion from a kid uh, into this. And I said, you know, this is something I'm really, I, I do really love. And, um, you know, at the time I was, <clears throat> you know, I, I was playing hockey in college and, and I, I, you know, my main focus was, all right, well, I'm, I'm going to go play pro. And I thought, you know, um, uh, the time you know this this all the on-screen stuff might come in handy because i thought you know maybe i'll be an analyst or maybe i'll be a commentator or whatever when i'm done right but that was just kind of more of um you know just thoughts still to hockey but then when i realized you know what hockey was something i was good at and yeah i did like it but my real true passion was always acting mm. and it took me a little bit to figure it out um and then i had a string of injuries when I was playing in, in pro and um, it just got me thinking, I was like, you know, um, I didn't think that after four years I'd be running into, you know, career ending injury problems. And uh, that's when I was like, you know what, what's the other thing that I love mm. doing? And the other thing, it was an easy, it was an easy answer. It was acting. And uh, so I said, you know what, I'm just going to quit while I'm ahead. Um, because I, I you know, I don't want to destroy my body. So I just figured, you know what, I'm just going to hang them up and uh, I'm going to go full out after acting. So that's what I did. Yeah. That's uh, usually like, I, I'm right there with you because I always, I love watching football. I love watching basketball and I still play basketball, but not competitively just for fun. Sure. But I do not regret not going pro. Like at all, because, yeah. you know, not, I, I've never like knock on wood. I never had like a serious injury, but I was like, 
six to 170 pounds. I was like a, a wet pencil. And <laughs> if I'd have played in the NFL, they would have killed me. And I'm like, you know, there's nothing like an injury to kind of reset your in the pros to, you know, or in, in sports to reset your priorities. You know what I mean? Because that's a lot of sure. rehab. And then like, you know, if it's serious, it could be more than a year. And it's just it's a lot of grind eventually that your body goes oh. through, you know. So and if you have other talents, that's so true. Take advantage of those talents when they say. Um, Sure. It's so true. I mean, you see all the football guys that um, they finish their careers and just how banged up their bodies are. Um, And, you know, the other thing that I, you know, I've talked to a lot of my friends about and, and um, uh, that were, were in hockey and weren't in hockey was um, the issue that also plagues football is uh, the head injuries. Yeah. Um, You know, not until recently do people start realizing that, you know what, um, that's the scariest thing of the whole, the whole bunch yep. in the contact sports is is the head trauma. Yep. Yeah, and I that I always think about that because I literally I would have been in the league right around the same time head, head concussions where no one really was paying mm-hmm. attention to them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so sure. you know I knock on wood every day that I didn't go that I didn't choose that path of my road. So. Um, so you're in college, you're taking theater and film classes mm-hmm. and learning your craft. Um, what was your first role like um, after after college? Or was college uh, my first? What was your like? Were, or were your first roles during college? Oh, um, well, my first role during college, uh, I took a um, a theater class and. Um, it was uh, it was advanced theater and mm. it was really fun. Our our teacher for our uh, final, she said, um, "What you're going to do now? Everyone, you have to pair up, um, whether it be people in this class or be friends, and um, you need to cast a play. Um, you need to write the play, you need to direct the play, and you need to produce the play. Mm. And so it was teaching you all aspects of putting together a production." And, um, it was, it was a lot of work. I mean, um, that's when I first realized, okay, well, it's a lot of work to put together a production, um, and, um, oversee it. And, but you know what, after doing it, it was so fulfilling after we did it and we put it up on stage and we got that, um, you know, that audience response, Mm. um, it was such a great feeling. And, um, that was that was a huge thing for me at that point. Um, and then I, I did more theater stuff. And then once I got out of college, uh, my first like bigger job out of college was um, I did a string of commercials for various sponsors for um, pro hockey. Oh, wow. So yeah, so I got to do some acting, That's and cool. you know it was part of you know the hockey thing. Like I did. Um, I did an Adidas commercial because they, they did all the jerseys for uh, the league. And then um, I did a Gatorade commercial. I did a Toyota commercial that's a sponsor for the league. Um, so, yeah. And then uh, Barbersol. I did a Barbersol shaving oh. commercial. Um, so, yeah. So, a lot of commercial ads that were both, you know, uh, required some acting and uh, required 
you know, the fact that I was a hockey player. Yeah, commercials so. were mine too. I think uh, I think one of the first things I did was a UPS commercial during the Olympics, sure. I think it was. Oh, it that's was, a great spot. Yeah, it was pretty good. But man, it was, it was, I remember that day like it was yesterday. It was, I think it was like, 97 degrees outside when we were shooting it and it was like um so while we were waiting for all of our turn to be shot um we were had to sit on these metal benches like you know like the benches at football it was dude it was so brutal i was like "Mm, (laughs) do i really want to do this (laughs) that'll test you right there yeah yeah (laughs) The early, I always feel like your early days of your career are are made to kind of test whether you really want it or not. And if you can get through those early, maybe two or three years, you know, and, and then you've you're over that kind of that hump of sorts of proving ground. Um, sure, because it's tough. I mean, obviously, you you know it's being an actor is you know people don't think of it as tough but it's it's tough when you're starting out it's hard to yeah. get the roles that you necessarily are looking for and those kind of things oh it's tough yeah so you yeah you know exactly um yeah it, it's a grind for sure uh, but i mean you know for for creative types it, it's you know it's so fulfilling mm. um like if I, I find that if I'm not creating in some capacity, I'm, I'm just not, um, I'm not feeling my best. And, uh, and I, I just, I started to realize that, you know, years ago. And, um, I noticed that with a lot of art, artists, whether it be, you know, musicians, actors, mm. um, you know, painters, any of it. Yeah, absolutely. So who, who were, who were some of the people that you drew inspiration from, um, in your career early on? Sure. Um, my favorite actor, um, when I was young and all throughout my career, um, definitely he's been a big part of my inspiration is, uh, Johnny Depp. Um, Oh yes. Love me some Johnny Depp. Oh, he's phenomenal. Um, it's it's one of those things it's what's been so fascinating to me is i like the fact that he came in and um he just wanted to play characters and you know they kept trying to get him to play um the certain you know just good looking clean cut leading man type and he really wasn't interested in doing that um you know he did he did a few like crybaby and you know right. he, he did a few of those but like you see right away he went into like Edward Scissorhands and he went into these other roles where it was more about the art rather than um, him. Right. And um, I always really respected that in him of how serious he took his craft um, and was always pushing boundaries. Like, I feel like he never, he never takes the safe approach or the safe choice for performance. And I, I admire that. Mm -hmm. Mm, yeah, uh, he was um, one of the actors who I really enjoyed watching when I was young as well as a as an actor, and um, I got to meet him like once, um, when I, like early in my oh, career. Cool. Um, 
when I was trying to figure out what part of the industry I wanted to be in, I actually worked in special effects. And oh, wow. one of the shows we, I, um, I ended the first, one of the first shows I ever worked on was 21 Jump Street. So, no and um, that's when I, you know, so he was young then. He was, he's, he was mad. He was mad cool. Just a, just a very chill dude. Very, very just, just exactly as you expect them to be, you know? And um, sure. yeah, he, me and my best friend, we were like, we were big Johnny Depp fans. So I'm right there with you on that as, um, and Edward Scissorhands, he was, he was, you know, he was so dope in that. So, you know. Yeah. That, that's so cool. You got to, you got to be a part of uh, 21 Jump Street because that was really his kind of mm-hmm. launching point. Um, Yep. You know, he had done, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street and I think Platoon at yep. that point. But 21 Jump Street is what really, you know, made him a household name. Yep. Um, yep. So it's really cool. You got to see that. And 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 uh, I've interviewed I've already interviewed three of the actors from 21 Jump Street already. I'm, I'm, I'm no working way. on trying to get the rest. <laughs> so that is so cool. Yeah. Dustin was on last year. Um, I just um, interviewed Kamala, um, who was on a couple episodes. I've talked to um, uh, what's uh, Holly Robinson. So yeah, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's one of my. It's my. It's actually my all-time favorite TV show. But we won't fanboy. I won't fanboy that. So <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, all right. Little fanboying never hurt anybody. <laughs> <laughs> so um so i came across and this is uh i came across an uh, an article an interview you were doing you did mm-hmm. and this was i was i wanted it was about your character apache in obscura mm-hmm. and yeah. um told you that you said this was a big achievement for you to play a native american character um mm-hmm. Is that important to you? And like at some point to be able to do that, like again, to because there aren't there aren't a men, there aren't many roles for like no, in not. Hollywood, you know, that for Native Americans. And um, I, I would, you know, I, I think having you know those role having more roles would be fantastic would that be something that you that would interest you to kind of be able to take on down the road oh absolutely um you know i i've i've played characters that have had um like a little bit of a native cultural flair to them right but never a character that was identified as being a native right and um this was the first one and it was, it was such a fun experience. Um, and the character itself was just tremendous. Um, I'm, I'm really excited. The film should be out. The film is called Obscura and, um, the film will be out this summer. Uh, that's what the production company said. It'll be a summer release. Nice. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's something I, I would love to revisit. Um, and like you said, there's not a lot of not a lot of native roles, but you're starting to see more now. Yeah. Um, and um, in that show, 1883, yeah. I really loved how um, 
you know, the, the character Sam in 1883, really what a wonderful light they put a native character in a, um, a pioneer story because, you know, the old films, the old pioneer films, you know, of that substance back in, you know, the, the olden days, uh, natives were always viewed as being the enemies, the, the yeah. bad guys, the, right. and in this, you know, in this show, it's shown that no, that's not the case. Um, you know, there's, uh, I don't know. I, I just, I really loved it. I loved what Taylor Sheridan did with that show. Um, mm. and, uh, even Yellowstone too. Um, but, um, I love that it's starting to kind of change the view of how, um, Hollywood is, is portraying and, and using native characters. I think it's great. Yeah. Those are, those are two excellent shows. Very well written, very well written shows. And, um, mm -hmm. and you're right. There are, there are a lot more opportunities being created for a lot of different cultures, not just in Native mm -hmm. American. Which, oh, absolutely. Which is good. Um, Asian, the Asian community have got a ton of shows on. Uh, what's yes. that new show? Uh, Reservation Dogs, which, um, yes. you know, is actually a pretty decent, well-written show as well. Um, hopefully, you know, Hollywood keeps it up and they keep doing stuff that, sure. you know, will kind of show diversity and, and, and sure. be truer to the characters. So. Sure. And I, I love that. Um, the, the fact that there's so much diversity um, mm. that's being pushed for now, um, you know, all different cultures are getting all different voices and um, they're being allowed to create content that is true to their voices. And it's created by, um, people within their culture, which yeah. I think is, is great. Um, it's a huge step forward for everyone. Um, yeah. you know, and, and the other thing is I, I feel that, you know, society now, if you look at, um, society in general, we are a big melting pot of all different, um, you know, uh, you know, people from all over the world. Yeah. And it's, it's one of those things I feel that, um, you're starting to see that portrayed in film and TV now, where now it's it's not just a, a few races. Now it's right. you're seeing as many races as they can possibly get portrayed, which is real. That's right. That's realistic to to real life. So yeah. I, I I really like that. Yeah, yeah, I, I love it too. I there's nothing better than to see a room full of different individuals on on a not just like you to your point not just in front of the screen but behind the screen mm -hmm. yes. you know behind the camera um making those decisions because i think that's that's the world that's where we live in and we should it should be representative sure. um you, I agree 100%. You have a lot of stuff coming out. <laughs> you have been, you must be one of the hardest workers in Hollywood. I mean, you obscure the the squad, pretty boy, space hunters. Um and then you said I guess you're going to be working on a a, a western soon? Yes, um I'll be starting a western in April. Uh it's uh called Dead River. Um and it's by the same production team that did Obscura. Okay. Um, so I'm, I'm really excited to, to reunite with them. And um, I'll be playing a character that's based on a real-life um, character, a real-life oh, wow. gunfighter in the Old West. Um, if you look him up, he's, uh, he's got a pretty cool origin story. Um, John Wesley Harden. Mm -hmm. um, he, uh, 
you know, some historians say he he was the most deadly outlaw um, ever recorded in the Old West. Wow. Um, but you know, you don't know. There's a lot of stories back then, and right. you don't you don't know what's what's truly accurate because sometimes the stories came from right. the outlaw. Whoever um, lives writes the writes the history, right? So. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So that's um, it, and it's not a it's not based in fact on him. It's just uh, based on some um, some historical events and um, kind of how he was, but it, it's mainly a, a fictitious portrayal of of this man, um, mm. and it'll give us a little bit more liberties, which which is fun. But um, that's cool. It's going to be a fun old western. It, it'll be like, we really wanted to do something that's. Um, like the Westerns that we grew up on. Um, and uh, that's what we're aiming for. So it should be fun. Do you have a, like, are there any genres that you prefer to kind of work with? Cause um, like, like Western sci-fi action. Cause I feel like, because you have like, um, I mean, you have a martial art background. You got some. You've got a lot of physical skills. I saw you lifting that heavy tire and turning things over pretty easy. So you're pretty, pretty physically strong. Um, so you could do you could do action if, like pretty much easily. Like, are the are there any genres that you like like working in, or something that you'd like to do that you haven't done yet? Um. I would, um, well, I'd like to get more into TV as well. Um, I like mm -hmm. the idea of TV. Um, I would love to honestly do anything that Taylor Sheridan's doing. Uh, I just, what he is doing in TV right now, is just incredible. Um, mm -hmm. and I, I really like Yellowstone. I really like 1883 and I, I really like the mayor of Kingston as well. I don't know oh, if yeah, you've that's seen that one, but it's very good. Yeah. It's a good one. Um, I honestly, and he goes back all the way to Sons of Anarchy as far yeah. as writing and and um, so he, really anything that he's developing or, or doing, I'd I'd love to be part of. Um, but I like the Western feel. That's mm. something that I've I've always liked. Um, this the past two years have been kind of a um, it's been kind of a fun experimental launch for me. Like I I did um, Obscura, which is a um, like action, um, a little bit of sci-fi, but primarily an action film, action thriller. Right. And then I did Space Hunters, which is an action sci-fi. Right. Um, and then Pretty Boy, which is horror. Um, and then Dead River, which is a period Western. So it's like, I've been really trying to diversify um, not only what I'm doing, but the kind of characters I'm playing. Mm -hmm. um, and um, so, yeah, I, Right now, I'm just kind of in the point where I'm trying to just challenge myself um, artistically to, to try to take on different characters and different genres. And, um, and uh, yeah. Speaking of the last two years, how has, has COVID kind of thrown a monkey wrench into anything that you were doing over the la last couple of years? It definitely, uh, it definitely did. Um, it, it made things complicated for sure. Um, mm -hmm. Oh, I forgot the squad too. Um, oh, yes, the squad, the squad was a another fun one. Um, the squad was was based on a true story. Um, oh, in 1979 in Houston, um, the Houston PD formed a group called the Chicano Squad, 
and it was the first all Latin uh, undercover police group that had ever been formed. And mm. uh, these detectives were all young Latin males that were handpicked to infiltrate the cartels. And um, so I played uh, one of the uh, squad members um, mm. and um, it was a lot of fun. So th that was a crime drama. Um, oh. So in the last two years, it's kind of, I've been trying to just take on as much stuff as possible. Um, but in, in saying that, yes. Um, so we filmed that in Houston and that was, uh, I think a few months ago, we, we wrapped that one. Mm. And, um, it, it's interesting to see like that was done in Texas and, um, Texas was definitely different as far as the restrictions and all that than California. And, right. and, uh, we shot Obscura in, um, Nevada and they had their own um, their own restrictions. So it was interesting to see, um, you know, working in different States, different cities, um, each one had their own, you know, own hurdles that we had to get through. But, um, ultimately, you know, we, we got them done and that, that was a big Testament to all the filmmakers. Mm. So, yeah, I, every time I, I've, I've talked to a bunch of filmmakers, in the last, you know, six, eight months or so. And we always, everyone has their, we, everyone has a story. Like there's, everyone has sure. at least one story of something that's happened to them because, or something they've had to stop or, you know, a project that's been put on hold because of COVID. It's just been very weird two years. And um, mm -hmm. I think a lot of people are happy to be getting back to work right now. So it's oh, fun absolutely. to see all these projects coming out. Sure. Um, yeah. It, it's, uh, it's nice to see things are starting to catch back up with content creation, which mm. is, which is great. What, um, what, so I know I've seen on your IMDB that you've done some pr producing as well. Um, is that something that you continue to do or it, like, cause I know, you know, like for me, one of the things I did was I got tired of not getting roles that I liked. So I started writing and, and producing my own stuff. And I think that's probably kind of like the norm now, like a lot of actors are self-producing um, sure. or, or at least producing, not not even stuff that they're doing, but just as a way to, to kind of keep creating. Sure. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like, for me, it's been, it's been a really fun experience. You know, I, I like to be involved in, you know, the everything creative as far as, you know, the film goes, but um, I've always had kind of a gift as far as connecting people and mm. um, bringing people together creatively. So producing wise, I really like introducing and bringing people together to put a project together. Um, that's, that's kind of like my, uh, my favorite thing to do is, is introducing you know, good artists, other good artists and producers, other producers and um, and just kind of putting a package together. That's that's kind of like that's kind of what I like doing. Um, so kind of the more um, 
of the, the front of pre-production, you know, getting people connected and then helping put things together. Mm, yeah, it's, that's it's fun. Fun for me. That is that is actually like a lot of the same same for me. I, I you know, people will contact me. Hey man, I'm looking for a cinematographer. Hey man, I'm looking for sure some actors for this. I'm hey man, you know. So I just I put them together and then I move off, you know, and uh, sure. just let them do their thing. You know, it's funny. Um, me and you know someone. We have we have a common connection which i did not know um jim germanach who oh yes yeah yeah um, absolutely i've known him for a number of years he i used to host a lot of industry events here in the city so um he would come and he actually spoke at one or two of my events actually so oh. he's good he's good people he really is um i talked to jim um a few months ago i know he was on a he was traveling all around for a little while. He was uh, going on a big road trip, mm. but yeah, really good guy. Yeah, is there, really um, guy. is there anything that's, you know, um, that excites you right now about the future? Well, before I ask you that question, there is actually something, mm -hmm. I don't know if you can answer this question because we'll see, because it's on your sure. IMDB, but it, it drew my, it drew my eyes. The first thing I saw, which was this project called X-Men Children of the Atom. Oh, yes. Um, so that's a, um, that's a project that these, uh, these really cool filmmakers out of Massachusetts, um, do these really great um they're very high-end fan films mm. and so they like to add in characters and storylines that are are true to the comic books and recreate some of these stories and so they are in the process of um putting funding together to shoot a film that's introducing a lot of x-men characters that people <laughs> love but have never seen them on the screen right and um so anyway, they, they reached out to me and uh, they were like, you know, if we get the funding together, we put this thing together. Is this something you'd be interested in doing? I'm like, uh, yeah, I love the X-Men. So awesome. Um, so, yeah, so fingers are crossed um, <laughs> that uh, we, uh, we we get to play in that realm. That's awesome. I mean, I love the fan made projects. Some some of them are mm -hmm. quite good. And a number of them well, end up are. become an inspiration for other for actually you know studio projects. So you sure. know that's not a bad thing to be associated with. That's cool. Glad that uh, that you're hopefully hopefully you'll get to do that. And if you do, I definitely have got to watch because I'm a huge comic book fan. Was a comic book artist at one point. So, oh, what? Uh, who did you do art for? So I used to do uh, inks and some pencils for Marvel and DC, and and wow. you know the comic book industry is such that a lot of artists will kind of like send each other work to kind of work on each other stuff. So mm -hmm. Rubenstein, John Byrne, Jim Lee, um, Sinkowitz. Uh, Neil Adams, all these dudes, they just kind of like exchange pieces and say, "Hey, man, I did this pin, this this pencil of you know Wolverine versus Sabretooth or whatever, and would you like to ink it for me?" And you know, so yeah, 
that was um that w- i was i was in college when i was doing that so um, that is so cool my brother yeah. my brother was a comic artist my brother's best friend was a comic artist my best friend was a comic artist. we are all comic book artists hanging out so nerds that is so cool <laughs> um you know i mean i i grew up on comic books i i i love them um and it, it's funny, you'll probably appreciate this. Mm. Uh, one of the films I did a few years back, it was called Alpha Wolf. And um, I did it with Casper Van Dien, um, oh, you know, wow. Starship Troopers. And yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's a fun like 80s werewolf throwback film. It's a, like a horror mm. comedy. It, it's it's a fun little movie. Um, but the director was Kevin Van Hook, who created Bloodshot. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. That's interesting. Wow. Yeah, I didn't know he did that. Yeah, he's um he's directed quite a few things, um, and uh, that was a really fun project. So I figured I'd I'd throw that out there. You'd probably appreciate it. Um, oh yeah, it's uh it's got a a fun feel to it, and and Kevin's a great guy. Um, just uh, and I know he's um he's always he's always dabbling back in the the comic book world, um. But his yeah his work is his work is phenomenal. Um, yeah. And then I have another friend. Um, he's actually uh, my best friend since preschool. Mm. Um, he worked for DC in um, New York as well. Um, his name is uh, Matt Humphreys, and uh, Matt worked there. I think he I don't know when he retired. He he left DC a few years ago. But mm. young guy. He's my age. Um, okay. But um yeah it's it's funny um you know i i grew up you know him and i used to read comic books all the time he got into it and then um you know it's interesting how many comic book people are in film oh, i yeah. find that that's so great we look at mcfarland so yeah mcfarland i've got sitting literally right next to me i have a collection i collect books so my my block boxes oh, yeah. are here with my books and McFarlane is McFarlane. I think I might've been when he came on the scene, I would have been in eighth grade, ninth grade, something like that. Um, I forget, but I remember him being such an inspiration because when he started, he was very young. I mean, I think he was oh, yeah. 17, 18 years old or something like that. And, um, he was the guy who we pointed at and went, I, I want to do what he does. You know, I want to be like this dude. Mm-hmm. And um, just, uh, but I was at the time I was already, I think I was still, I was, I might've been working on daredevil. I think I'm mm-hmm. not sure. I so all of these, you know, the, in game infinity wars all of these comic books that you see on the sure. screen are all based on comic books that i worked on at some one one point in time so it's the best wow. when i can go to a, a movie and sit there and watch these stories that i've been waiting to come for like 30 years <laughs> you know so that is so cool what a what a cool thing to see the work that you put in years ago finally come to fruition to that level. That's, that is so cool. Yeah. My brother probably has even more stories than I do. I mean, I'll tell you this quick story. He, he has this letter that he holds on to. Um, I think it might've been like 97, 98, somewhere around Mm -hmm. that time. These two dudes, 
he wrote my brother, typed my brother a letter and sent it to him and asked him if he would be the, do the pencils for their new book that they were going to be putting out. Mm-hmm. And my brother at the time was like, he was working for the city of Newark. He was doing comic books. So he had his own book that he was putting out. So he was like, ah, I don't have time for this. You know, thanks guys. You know, don't have time, but good luck on your book. Mm-hmm. 20 years later, Teenage Ninja Mutant Turtles. No way. Yeah. Peter, both Eastman and Laird wanted him to pen, be the, the guy to work on their book. And my brother still holds on to it. If he ever sees this podcast, he'll probably ask me to delete. No, um, but he has, he still has the letter because he's like, as a reminder of things that you should never pass up the opportunities while you have them. So that's a great lesson. That's a great lesson for all of us. Yeah. He couldn't predict that was going to happen, but you know, it's just, it's just the way it is. So, um, this uh one more one more question for for you is um I usually ask something that you know the audience might take some inspiration out of and um is there anything you any piece of advice you would give to an actor who's just starting out trying to kind of you know get their get themselves into like things and, and, and network into some opportunities that because you know a lot of actors they they're like all right i want to be an actor what do you do next you know like well, i don't know get headshots i don't know <laughs> that's what i did I, sure. I went out and got headshots and just sent them out to whoever i could send them out to sure and i mean that's you know that's the that's the classic um you know approach i mean because I mean, headshots are kind of, you know, as an actor, it's kind of your your business card in a yeah. sense. Um, and so you got to have good headshots. Um, networking is a huge part of it. I mean, once again, it's it's a, a lot of it is those personal connections that you build. Um, you know, and, and people they learn to like you, that they, they learn to like your work, mm. and um, you know, they'll give you that call and say, or they'll recommend you. They'll say, oh yeah, you know, you're looking for this. Oh, I got a guy who can do that. Mm. Um, and I, I feel like that goes not just in this business, but in, in kind of everything in life. Yep. And I, I feel that, yeah, you got to get out there. You got to meet people, you got to network. Um, you got to have people just get to know you. And, um, mm. you know, once, once they build those relationships, uh, work will come from it. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I feel like that's a, that's a big part of it. And one thing that I've, I've learned as an artist, um, you know, just through working is don't be afraid to just try things creatively. Um, Mm. I feel too many people are afraid. Oh, that might not work. Oh, how's that going to look? You know what? There's always a second take. So I, I, and I feel that that goes with auditions that goes with anything. It's like, you know what? if you get that feeling inside of you to just go for it, to just try something that, you know, you might be afraid in your, um, your subconscious. Oh, I, I might get judged for that or, Oh, you know, they might not like it. Who cares? Right. You know, this is art, you know, we're artists. You got to yep. try things sometimes. Everything and I, I feel, um, Oh, absolutely. And I, I know you can attest to it, but 
when I was, you know, when I was younger, you know, sometimes I wasn't as, as, you know, confident in, um, trying something, you know, uh, creatively. Now as I, I've gotten a little bit older and I've done it more, I'm just like, you know what, go for it. Just yep. give it a shot. Um, you know, that's how we grow. Yep. Do you, so, uh, before, before we go, uh, do you, um, do you think being in LA makes it easier networking wise for you? Cause I know there's a lot of people who, um, are in other cities like New York or, sure. you know, whatever. And they, you know, I, like I have friends who are actors or d- directors or producers and they, they all, like I have my New York people who have made their stake and claim that they're just going to make it here. And then I have people yeah. who were here and decided to go to LA because they felt like th- there was more, I don't know, opportunity. I don't know if that's the case. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you feel like it's like a a good, you know, like a easier for you to kind of make those connections there than opposed to being maybe staying in Arizona and trying to do do your career? I mean, I feel I feel that prior to uh, the pandemic, a hundred percent. I felt right. I feel that you know all the auditions were here pretty much. Um, all the main roles and, you know, guest stars and all that were all cast out of LA. Right. Um, but, you know, now with everything that has gone digital, um, I can't even tell you the last time I've had an in-person audition. Really? Everything is, yeah, everything is digital. Wow. Everything is a self-tape. Um, wow. So, yeah, it, it's really changed everything. Um, and so I feel that, I mean, in that sense, you know, I mean, ultimately, like if, if you're working, if it's a if it's a last minute booking and and they're wanting to hire you and you got to be on set, you know, in two days, um, right. you know, that's a little bit more challenging. But um, I I feel for the most part, a lot of the productions they're shooting elsewhere now. I mean, Atlanta, mm-hmm. Atlanta has become just a giant as far yeah. as um physical production i mean they're shooting almost everything in atlanta it seems yeah um and uh i know they're casting a fair amount of roles in atlanta as well from what i understand yeah um but i still feel like a lot of the big casting directors um are still in la um i feel that a lot of the executives are still here so i feel that still there is some there's some advantage to being here where you can physically meet people. Um, you can go to events, you can network in person here um, more so, but you know, I think, I think it's changing a little bit. You've got New Mexico that's come up into a big market. You've got Atlanta that's giant. Um, you've got Canada. I mean, yeah, Canada. Um, yeah. Vancouver and Toronto have become huge production markets. So I, I feel it's changed a little bit, but I know some actors that went home during the pandemic and they're just like, you know what? All my auditions are self-tapes, so I'm just going to hang out at home. Mm. So Wow. I didn't know it, it changed yeah. so drastically. I know there was a fair amount. Like I, I don't think I, yeah, I guess that's true. I haven't been on a, I haven't actually been on a live audition in two years now. That's right. Well, I didn't even think about that. Everything, everybody yeah, keeps submitting by 
video. Which yeah, is- everything is self-tape. Everything is digital. Um, you know, I I personally, you know, I I like going in the room because Me too. you you get to feel the energy. You get to actually connect with the person. And um, I feel that there is an advantage to that in not only the casting director, but also in the actor. I feel right. that there's that exchange of energy where you get to feel like you're in it. Yep. Um, more so than reading to a screen. But that, that's, you know, that's just me. No, I think you're right. I There's a, there's a, like I have a, um, one of my other shows, my co-host, we all, we do these podcasts on movies and he always talks about something. He's like, he's a big fan of nuance of this, you yeah. know, things that an actor can do in these little nuances. And I feel that's something that's, can be a little hard to convey on video versus in person. And mm-hmm. to your point, the, the chemistry between yourself and the people in the room, you know what I mean? Like that right there is just invaluable. Mm-hmm. I agree. Mm-hmm. I a hundred percent agree. And that's, that's something that is born in the physical space. Um, and that's born through actual physical chemistry between you and the per- people you're reading with. Yep. And um, it, it's hard to convey that, I think, digitally um, when you're just watching it from the other side of the screen. Yep. Um, but, you know, I, I don't think that uh, the, the, the digital means of uh, casting selection is going to change anytime soon. Yeah. Um, you know, but, you know, we'll see. I, I think, I've heard some casting directors still do really like in person. And I, I think when they can, I think they'll, um, they'll reintroduce it maybe for callbacks or, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. But um, I, I think it makes the their video, job. Video kind of yeah. like is a weeding out process. And then, you know, so. I feel that it does it does give a benefit to the casting department um, at mm. least in the, the preliminary round because they can see more people and they can get the numbers down. And then for the callbacks that they can really kind of see, okay, well, let's see what this person's energy is like, or let's see how they are in person. Yeah. Yeah. So well, we'll see. Well, so, uh, what's, what's next for you? What, what are you working on now that you uh, can share with us? Right now, I'm just getting ready uh, to start in the next few weeks uh, production on uh, Dead River. So um, Where we'll you, be. Uh, where's that shooting? Uh, or in New Mexico. New Mexico. Okay. Yeah. So we'll be shooting New Mexico, and I believe part will be shot in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm I'm really excited. It's uh, like I said. It's I've always wanted to do a period western, and uh, this is. Uh, you know, this is a big first for me in, in a lot of ways. So I'm I'm pretty pumped. Sounds like I, I feel like shooting a Western would be really fun. I don't know. I like I love Westerns, man. I just they're just I don't know. There's just something about a good Western, man. It's almost I feel I it's like um, to me, it's like comfort food for the brain. I don't know how to explain oh, that. Absolutely. You know, yeah. And I grew up watching um, all, all these different westerns. So, oh, me too. My dad and I grew up watching mainly Eastwood, uh, yes, but yes. I did watch some John Wayne. Yep. Um, but yeah, the Eastwood westerns were were great. Um, and you know, it, it's funny going back to um, there was a there was a book. Um, 
uh, Snyder um, did a book, uh, American Vampire. Did oh, you, yeah. Did you see that book? It, it yeah. starts out as a Western. Yeah. And uh, it's a lot of fun. Somebody somebody needs to make that a, like a... That's what I'm saying. Why is that? Somebody's not... That That would be dope. That would be really, that would be really good, actually. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Uh, if someone is listening, there you go. There's your next new I new I, I give a lot of ideas out on my podcast. Someone should be rich mm-hmm. by now. But that's a great that's a great idea. Yeah, you know, it was funny. I was staring at it the other day. It's it's a great book. Um, and uh, I was I was going through it, and you know, the artwork is is phenomenal. But mm. um, you know, going through the idea of following vampires from their conception all the way through time is such a cool idea mm-hmm. um and that that first book where it's him in the old west um it's just so fun um i think it would be a great film or a great tv series either it would one would be a great tv series because then what you can do is each se- each season is a different period you know mm-hmm. you can go through the old west you can go through the you know the the sure. middle ages you can go i mean it just be all these different eras of oh, vampirism yeah. that would be that would be really good i would watch that for sure i, mean, I would watch it for sure yeah and um, i mean i love blade. the book no stop i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> yeah, blade. keep it in the in the uh comic book world yeah 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 so there you go <laughs> Yeah. Uh, well, dude, this was so much fun. I'm so glad we got to have this conversation. Um, Me too. This was a blast. You're, you're, you have, you like I said, you're working, you're doing so much stuff, and I hope that you get someone needs to. I'm whoever's listening to this, please cast this this man on either Yellowstone or 1883, because I think you would be fantastic. Fantastic. Um, and I'm looking forward to seeing what else comes of you. I want to, at some point, I want to be sitting here watching the Oscars and be like, I interviewed that dude. (laughs) (laughs) That's what, that's, that's that's my aim. Um, That would be amazing. Um, you know, kind of every actor's dream, but, um, you know, I mean, it's for me and I, I think, it's just the fulfillment of, of getting to work. I, I always feel grateful every time I, I get to work. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, getting to create, it's just, it's, you just get that, that feeling. It's just, it's so wonderful when you get to get to create any medium. Like um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure you felt the same when you were uh, working on books. Yep. You know, one question, do you, are, are you, do you watch your own stuff or are you a person that kind of like does it and then like leaves it alone? Cause I'm, I'm the latter. I, I sometimes have a hard time because when I watch it, I go back to remembering the thoughts that I had when I was filming it, when, and I'll still remember some of them where, where I'll do, I'll do a take. And sometimes we were burning time and we only had time to do one take. Right, And I just remember we, we shot the take and afterwards, you know, the director was like, all right, we got to move on. And I'm thinking to myself, I would have liked to have tried something different. Um, 
And so when I go back and watch some of my scenes, I'm just like, oh, I wish I had done this different. And I end up beating myself up over it. Um, So sometimes I think it's just the perfectionist in us as artists. They're just like, oh, well, I would have liked to have tried this a little bit different or, you know, um, and I, that goes back to what I was saying earlier is, you know, um, don't be afraid to just go for it. And I, I think that's one thing that I had to learn. You know, I think every artist has to learn the hard way is if you're holding back creatively, you know, creatively, a lot of times you're going to kick yourself in the butt over it later. Mm. Um, And I tend to do that. So sometimes I don't watch my work if I feel like I, um, I missed opportunities to, to push it creatively as far as the performance goes. Gotcha. Yeah. It's, I don't watch it cause yeah, I, I know I'm going to be self critical like, and, and everyone else is like, Oh, it's great. But I, but you know, like you said, it's like, just, just a part of you that goes, I could have done this or I could have added that or I could have, so I just mm-hmm. let let it let it stand, and you know, it someday someday. Like I have a whole box of either DVDs and VHSs and whatever stuff that I've done. At some point, mm-hmm. I will sit down and watch it, and just when I've separated myself long enough from it, where I can just kind of watch it go by, going, oh, "Okay, it was all right, it's all right." <laughs> sure, sure. Oh yeah, I get that. Yeah. Well, dude, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Um, this was sure. fun. Um, everybody. It was. Um, yeah. I, you should follow Tyler on Instagram and Twitter at actor underscore Tyler underscore G. Thank you so much. I, I really appreciate you having me on. I appreciate you taking the time and speaking with me because I know how busy you are. Um yeah, that would man. be really cool. I really appreciate that. Anytime, dude. Anytime. I'm like I said, we're we all got we're all we're all trying to make content. It's, it helps if we all help each other move forward. So so true. So um, true. Well, sir, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, everyone, please follow him again on Instagram and Twitter. Or check out his website at tylercolant.com. As for me, you can find me at Darren Jenkins 919. This was Drop the Mic. Tyler, thank you so much for being on the show. Everybody stay safe. We'll talk to you in the next episode.